Welcome back to the Final Whistle Podcast. Time you run! Welcome back to the Final Whistle. After three rounds, we have four unbeaten teams and four winless. Tonight, we welcome back Trev. How are we, mate? Yeah, I'm pretty good, mate. How are you? Yeah, same. I'm saying we've got we've got five in the house as usual. We'll bring him in in just a short while. So this week we'll you know touch base um, on the review round three. We'll preview round four, and we've got Malachi Taraki from Colo. Uh, he's in the look long, play short, and our junior rugby league segment. Um, but before we jump into it, Fifey, how are we? And um, thoughts on the this new six again rule? Mate, it's Christmas time. Friggin', it feels like Christmas time. We've got our new roadcaster. Anna rolls back, and uh, Junior League has been announced to come back in, in a short little while, which we'll obviously try to break down a little bit here, and you know, oh, and then of course, mate, Saturday we're on the radio, so it's all happening this week. It just seems like it's Christmas rolling on after my birthday. It's it's awesome. Thoughts on the six again? Well, I love it. <clears throat> I really do. I uh, I think it's it's it's, it's an awesome rule. Um, we saw what two of them in the first five minutes on Thursday night with um, Parramatta and Broncos and then it led to Parramatta's first try so you know to me it, it, it's gonna it's gonna catch out a lot of teams it's already caught out Melbourne and <coughs> caught out South Sydney as well uh, and you know well, them, them two them two are versing each other this week which we'll get into later on so uh, it'd be interesting to see who's going to catch on really well what about you Trev mate what's your thoughts on this six again rule yeah I'm like you Fife I love it <laughs> The game was so much better. Like in that first half alone, we saved on seven penalties. Yeah, and mate, and it was just awesome to watch. Good eyes up footy, uh, mate. I just love it. It wasn't penalty Broncos either. It was six one to Para. <laughs> I love that as well. So, mate, it was just it was just awesome to watch. It was good fast footy. What about what about the refs? I other than other than the other than the one referee, which Dale and I both uh, we watched that game uh, here at my house. Had been the. Uh, uh, the Penrith first Newcastle game. If you take that referee out, the referee in standard across the week was really good. I, I love it because you know you, you see referees they generally sweat, but the referees were really sweating hard, having to control stuff and and running around. It was a big blowout for them too, but I I reckon they did well. Yeah, man, I was happy with the refereeing performance over the weekend. Can't complain. Except for except for Cummins. <laughs> there was free flowing football, which was great. Um, <coughs> And the the one referee just uh, just uh, made it you know, go in sync. But um, both of you boys will start with Trev. What caught your eye in round three? Caught my eye. What can I say? The Canberra Raiders, George Williams, and as I said, the people the eyes up footy will suit the Super League players. And this is where the players down here are too robotic in their ways of playing. Now they have to change their ways. Yeah, yeah, standout performance down there. Melbourne, three in a row for the Raiders down there against Melbourne. Yeah, yeah, so Raiders were <coughs> obviously the team of the round. Um, most disappointing team was probably Penrith, um, as we'll get into the review. You know, they had it on a, on a, on a silver platter for them and they just went away, went two, two lateral instead of forward. You know, you take Josh Mansell, for instance, he ran 27 metres but only went two metres forward across the field. You know, you're not going to indent any line going sideways uh, my my player of the week probably uh, probably young Texy Hoy. Yeah, Tex Hoy. Tex Hoy had a, Tex. had a, had a good game. I love Tex, mate. The way like I know everyone will give 
like other players the stand up, but you know, guy on debut. He directed them around the park. In, in, in Golden Point, you could see him. He was guiding and he took That's over right. the kicking roles. Uh, and another one, yeah, Chris Randall, 71 tackles on debut. It smashed Billy Britton's. And then and then um, Jones as well, he got 51. So two two players on debut beat the old tackle record from Billy Britton from last year. Um, so that's that, that's good to see. Standout for me was probably Kurt Mann. Obviously, you know, always plays that that you know, second fiddle to Pierce and whoever's playing halfback. But, you know, his, his kicking game wasn't the best, but I think his leadership in... Um, so to speak, a little bit of a game management there. Um, yeah, well, he did, turn, he did turn Penrith around 400 metres. Yeah. Well, what about so. what about you know what about Adam O'Brien? You know, obviously, come up there over the off season. He's drilled in defence, defence, defence. So it's, he's brought the Roosters' defence up there. Oh, mate, we've got to understand. He's been in the best systems. Like he was down in Melbourne with Craig Bellamy, and he's been at the Roosters with Trent Robinson. You know, like he's got that mentality and that. So. Have that type of mentality that he brings, and that's what they needed at Newcastle. Like Newcastle's always over the years. Doesn't matter if they're doing poor or not. They've always had teams that you know, the crowd's happy as long as the players give a dig. But maybe they show that they gave a dig and they got pride and they got some great young talent coming through. Yeah, uh, yeah. Now it seems like the uh, the dog next door wants to have a have a bar of uh, what happened over the weekend as well. He's having a good old bark. No, uh, go back to Adam <laughs> go back to Adam O'Brien. I think his first press conference when you, when you put that Newcastle show on, he's like told the boys to get used to being uncomfortable. So you know all the NRL players that love attacking, Would we, not uh, making defense, not making yeah. tackles, but. For the, for the way that the attitude and the resilience and whatever other words you want to chuck out from the Knights there was uh, outstanding. Would, would we see from going on first, like in, in, in further on to his first year of coaching, you'd probably see a, a bit of Melbourne and a bit of Roosters coming out in the defence. Not so much attacking because, uh, you know, the, the attacking of old old um, style with the, the block out, the block out, the block, it's not going to work with the uh, six-again rule, uh, which Melbourne found out really, really um, hard the way on Saturday, you know, they, they got a few six agains and they went block out the back, block out the back and yeah, not playing eyes on And Canberra Canberra just read it. Yep. So Fifey. Yeah mate. We're at that time of week again. Yeah. What's blowing your whistle? What's blowing my whistle this week, mate? Uh, fake crowd noises. That's the that's that's the one thing and the main thing. Uh you know, fake fake crowd look Yes, it was good, gave it a bit of ambience, but you tell me when and and in hell, I should say, when in hell would you hear a Brisbane crowd that's generally 35,000 strong cheer a Parramatta try in Brisbane? That's what the fake crowd did after Parramatta scoring tries. Uh, you know, it, um, it, it cheered for Parramatta. Sorry. Oh, I didn't, you know, all those supporters from Bank West travelled up there. Didn't you see the cardboard cutouts? There was no there was no cardboard cutouts on the Thursday night because they hadn't got them more pro- properly produced uh, and, and sent up to Queensland. There was a, yeah. Uh, look, um, look, they, it's better than silence. It is better than silence, but I, I like I, I like the silence around too. You could hear the hits. Uh, you know, maybe maybe dim the dim the crowd down a little bit because we are we are channeling into America, and I'd love the Americans to hear the actual hits. You know, they're already they're already watching they already watched the, the whole round free, and you know, from what I can see on on the socials, some of the, my American friends were they're loving it, um, calling us crazy. You know, no no helmets, no pads, no nothing, hitting the blokes. So look, 
if if they're gonna keep with this, I want them to uh, you know dim down on the cheering on the opposing teams at their ground. Maybe even add in a you know bullshit call or a refs a wanker, just so it feels like it's a proper game. <laughs> <laughs> Get them on side, ref. Yes. Awesome. Doing it all day, ref. Yeah, them ones, mate. Well, that's the intro, guys. We'll just jump straight into the review of round three. So we only chose four games to review. Um, just a just a slim line the review so we can get into the preview guys so uh, we'll go here with the first one uh, the the eels and broncos on thursday night the electric eels return with an emphatic 34-6 win over the broncos to kick off the 2020 season 2.0 showdown uh since the four-star covid the six again rule was a success for the eels as they went three and to begin the season uh for us here we've chosen uh you know guffo as man of the match uh well not us but um yeah, the NRL review has uh, chose Guffo's man of the match. One try, three offloads, two line breaks, two try assists, five tackle breaks, and three line break assists. 26 runs for 267 metres. And then uh, Payne Haas in the losing side, uh, three offloads, four tackle breaks, 49 tackles, and 18 runs for 196 metres. I think on Thursday we chose um, Michael Jennings as our man of the match, just winding back the clock, you know, vintage wine. Uh, the Mount Druid vintage one, that is. It, it, it goes on forever. <laughs> Guys, last time Eels start, started the season 3-0, they won the comp. Do you reckon history is going to repeat itself? Well, history repeats itself. They keep on playing the way they're playing. But, like, obviously, everyone's talking about their attack. But their defence over the last three games, I was, can't say weeks because it's been a long time, but their defence yeah. has been uh, really the talking point for me. They yeah. conceded 14 points in three games. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's been a standout. Like, they, they always, you know, congratulate, you know, Moses and, and Gutho on their attacky flair, but I, I feel that their defence is um, one of them a few games too. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, no, hard, 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 hard edge to Hope history doesn't through. repeat itself. I love, love giving it to the Eels fans that haven't seen their side win a comp. <laughs> yeah, I, think, my age. I, think, I think the last time they went 3-0 was in 1993, or that might have been Penrith that went 3-0 last time they were going yeah, to go 3-0 93. But yeah, no, look, it's a long time coming, especially, especially for those Parramatta fans. 1986, so... Mate, you weren't born, you weren't born, I was the only one born, and... I was only like one year old at the time. <laughs> Moving on. It's all right, mate. I don't, I don't want to see the blue and gold win at the moment. I know, but I'm just saying. It's it, as Dale said. It's fun, fun to be able to bag them. But you know, in in recent years, we've seen a lot of fairy tales. So why not another fairy tale? But there's another one. There's another one that might just uh, break that fairy tale. It's, I think it's a, uh, you know, the 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 Tamworth Warriors. If they were to get up, that'd be a mad one too. Moving on to the next game, though. Valentine Holmes, Scott Drinkwater and Jason Tomalolo lead the Cowboys to a dominant 36-6 win over the Titans. Their loss is the Titans' third in a row for the season and 14th overall, dating back until 2019. Holmes was the man of the match. Three try assists, two tackle breaks, three line break assists, six from seven with the boot, 13 runs for 105 metres. Just a side note here, JT did run for over 200 metres in the second half alone. Uh, just a question here, boys. Do you do the the Cowboys have a well balanced and completed squad now with Drinkwater and Valentine Holmes? Uh, mate, it's it's hard to say. Like if they got a well balanced, obviously they still need to work well together. Because you've got to remember they lost to the Broncos straight up, so they still got to get their balance and just work on it. And obviously just get through the next five weeks. And after come ask me that question in five weeks' time. Yeah. No. Look, I um. I think they're getting better. Uh, it's probably as completed 
once Morgan comes back in, then uh, as it was when you know uh, when uh, JT was playing, as in Jonathan Thurston, they still got to work on the little things. And you know, being Valentine Holmes's third game back from his NFL stint or attempts of stint, um, you know, he still got to come into it. He didn't get much. He had what one and a half trials and then two two kind of games and then a nine week layoff. Um the drink water drink water is gonna be a revelation at, at five eight for Cowboys. Um and unfortunately for the storm it's gonna be one that they kinda of let go in terms of who they had to keep. Um so no it'll be good. Yep, uh, next game uh we'll go on to South Sydney and Roosters game. Uh Latrell's Mitchell defection to the Rabbitohs generated the headlines for months both during the preseason and the COVID-19 pandemic shutdown. But the game itself failed to live up to the hype around it. Teddy shown again why he's the best fullback in the game with a man-to-match display. One try, two line breaks, 14 tackle breaks, 24 runs for 314 metres. Question to ask you, gentlemen. If you were Wayne Bennett, do you shift Latrell Mitchell back to the centres and Murray back to lock? Yeah, Mitchell. Mitchell's a given go back to centre. Look... Uh, I was listening to Cookie this morning on, a, on on the Big Sports Breakfast, and he said that you know Latrell's getting better with time. So, look, if that's what the playing group's saying, the, you know this, the logical answer would be no. That that they, uh, Wayne Bennett's going to stick with with Mitchell there, but I'd put I'd put Johnson back at fullback, and I'd put Latrell on the left edge, um, and just let him probably ease into to South Sydney life in terms of learning the plays. You know, obviously being slightly different. Uh, look, Cameron Lock, yes. Uh, Cameron Murray back to Lock, yes. That's that's. I'm not going to elaborate on that. He's Lock of the Year. You know, he's a better player if he can play the middle and play a roving role rather than trying to stick to an edge. For me, yes. All right, moving on. We have the uh, Tigers match. Oh no, sorry, we've got the Warriors match. Two winless teams, desperate to get on the board, but it was Warriors who looked far more desperate. The injury hit Warriors, uh, two new stars, Katoa and uh, Tanua Brown, set the platform for an impressive win, a near-perfect near performance with the completion rate of 46 or 48 sets, and a keep uh, Dragland winless and scoreless um, for that game as well. A diabolical display of the Dragons makes them look like they've hit rock bottom. Uh, in a losing side, McInnes made 74 tackles and uh, not missed one. Question here, guys, is, um, you know, all reports has McGregor at two games uh, and then he could be sacked. What's your thoughts on that and what do we do with Ben Hunt? Yeah, guys, um, just so with that, I just think uh, McGregor should have been gone a long time ago. And I'm dating this back to the end of the 2016 season when I had Jason Demetrio as the reserve grade coach back then, now known as the Cutters. Yeah, yeah Illawarra Cutters. And, and they won that year, and he's a. Obviously, we know that he's going to take over from Wayne Bennett at South Sydney. I reckon he should have been given the head coaching job back then. Massive wrap there, yeah. What do you do with Hunt? What are, you, what are they paying him? 1 million, 1.5? 1.2 mil. So, do you have to pay him because you're paying that? There's no reserve grade? No, <coughs> oh, look. Coin, but, I think even if McGregor wins those two games, I think his days at um, St George of the Warrior are probably numbered. Yeah, look, my, my, look it's going to be 1.82 mil to, to sack him and bring someone else in. That's 
probably going to be the big big factor. Um, look, you know, their their partners that have just come on board like to keep a good tight rig on their money. So, look, uh, I don't I don't know if that's going to be the case. But the old the old saying is, is you can take a horse to the to the pond, but you can't force him to drink. Um, it's about time that we stop bashing the coaches and start putting the owners back on the players. Um, look, I think, um, and we'll get into it when we do the preview, I think some of his selections this week warrants, his, warrants Mary's head to be chopped off, but again, it's up to the players now, and this goes for the Bulldogs as well, it's up to the players to show that they want to be in first grade. There are a lot of players that are sitting on the sidelines this year in reserve grade because there's no competition. They'd love that they, they'd happily give their left leg and left arm to be playing right now. So you know, as much as it is the coach's problem, it's also the players' culture and attitude to playing. Hundred percent. Second game on Super Saturday, we had brilliant Benji. The Tigers led ten nil early for the Sharks to come back to lead sixteen ten at half time. Great management from Brooks and Benji guided the Tigers to an. Inspired comeback victory with scoring 18 unanswered points in the second half to win 28-16. Sharks winless to begin this season. Question, boys, yes or no? Will the cherry drug scandal derail the Cronulla Sharks season? Uh, to be honest, I don't think like it will have a big impact on their season as such. No, they're already going to play shit all year anyway, weren't they? <laughs> so, like, in the day, like, I just think you know that's just uh, like a cherry thrown in in the mix that's already there, but. I don't think it will derail their season, and if they're going to blame that, well, maybe they all need to have a good long hard look at themselves. Yeah, no, nah, as I just said, yeah, their season's already was already derailed. I don't, I don't see them doing too much um, this year. They'd be lucky to make the eight, really. Um, I, I think they're a bit lean on a few outside backs and forwards when it comes to if they're going to get injuries. Moving on. Uh, the Canberra Raiders have sent a warning to the rest of the competition and maintain their unbeaten start to the season with an impressive 22-6 victory over the Melbourne Storm. It was the Raiders' third win of the season and the third time in a row they have beaten the Storm at Amy Park. A non-like Melbourne performance with 13 incomplete sets, 14 errors and a 68% completion rate. They struggled with the new six again rule as it appeared they couldn't decide to ruck down or break down the green brick war defence. Congratulations to Josh Papali with a victory in his 200th NRL game. Man of match, George Williams with two try assists, two line breaks and four tackle... Uh, two line breaks assists and four tackle breaks. Question. Are the Raiders favourites to win the comp? Yeah. For their first their first three performances, without a doubt. Yeah, no, they're, they're, they're on track. It might be a bit too bold and too early to say now, but it would be interesting to have a Parramatta Raiders grand final. Be a very good one. Eyes up, footy. Because both teams seem to be playing that at the moment. I feel sorry. I feel sorry. 50 to 48. I feel sorry for uh, the team that's going to come up against Melbourne this week. Remember the, remember the last remember the last spray to Bellamy Gay publicly and then Parramatta copped the 68-6 flogging? Yep. I'd hate to be the team bursting like Melbourne this week. Sydney. Sucks to be them. All right, here's our last team that we're gonna, our last game we're gonna review this week. Uh, you slimlining it a bit, so no Pierce, no Watson. Oh, sorry, we'll start that again. No Ponga, then Pierce and Watson go down early on. No, hardly any replacements and uh, no possession and little to no luck. That equals no worries. 
Newcastle overcame the loss of the star halfback Mitchell Pearce and hooker Connor Watson in the opening minutes to then fight back from 14-0 to end up as a 14-all draw. Uh, just a note here, guys, uh, Randall most tackles, as we did mention in the opening, uh, on debut, 71. The question here is uh, Luai's role in the side. He had one kick, which came in the 60, 66th minute or something like that. I remember because we were laughing about it. Uh, no game management, and he went missing when the game was on the line. What's our thoughts? Uh, I've got nothing personal against the guy, but his game management to be wearing number seven jersey was hopeless. I've seen better game management from a seven-year-old wearing the halfback bib in the in the mini league. Yeah, look, he, he's a good player, you know, obviously from the area. Uh, I don't like bagging players too much. Obviously, any player that plays one NRL game deserves to get there. He's done the right thing through the junior ranks, was a talent coming through the junior ranks and that. But, look, I think he's going to either end up in the 14 jersey or out of the squad next week um, when Nathan is due to come back from his TikTok scandal. Uh, I, I reckon it's going to be Burton. If Burton puts on another display like he did last week, this week, uh, it'll be Burton and uh, Cleary in the halves. And look, Luai might it might work out better for Luai to come in the game. He'll be a better impact player. Remember? Come, come, off the, come, off the, you know, come off the bench, uh, what, 15 minutes ago before half-time, Tired forwards, you know, they're just about to do their interchange, or you know, they, they've just come on and spent 10 minutes and they've got another 15 to go before the half time before they do their sub. So, look, he'll be an impact player. His game management wasn't there. Matt Burton done 17 or 18 kicks as a you know, in general, kick and play as opposed to his uh, one kick. Right. Well, he, he, look, as I said, too, quite a few of the Penrith supporters because Matt Burton. You know, he got the hammering for missing the, the field goals, but no one else stood up except for him. The person who played two, two NRL games, his second NRL game, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was this far. Oh, look, he went, he went, he went either side. He, he took off a, a lick of paint on each side of the, of the post, and then he decided, bugger it, I'll just smash the post altogether. That's right. But in saying that, he did kick the ball good those kick, those, some of those kicks were 40 out, and they were going... 20 dead, but just the accuracy. And like, like I like I say to you know my goal kickers and my drop goal kickers, you know, it's 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 crazy and it's stupid. It's stupid to think like this, but the way your foot, the way your leg, the way you aim your foot to the post when you're kicking, when you field goal, if you have it just that slightly off, it 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 skill whiffs the ball, and it's a crazy superstitious way to look at it. But it's basically you know follow it. And uh, you know you move on the, you move on to the, um, you know you follow it through, and then that's how it works. Yeah, but at the same time, Campbelltown's one of those stadiums. Even though it's open air, and I've been to Campbelltown plenty of times out on the field. Even if there is no wind around, it's like a little washing machine in there, as well. So it does doesn't matter if there's no wind on the outside. There's still wind blowing. I can I can recall a game. Uh, re- re- recall a game that Jack was ball boy for at Campbelltown. Uh, a year and a half ago, so back in the 2018 season, he was ball boy. He was freezing his ass off. The wind was hurling that day. And one of our goal kickers, which I think was uh, it was Connor Tracy kicking at the time, he's kicked the ball for goal and it ended up on the 40 meter line because the wind just picked it away. <laughs> the other way. And that was a TV game as well. So uh, Jamie Soward and Jimmy Smith kind of uh, gave him a, a what for on the on the yeah on the TV at the same time. Uh, Dale, how'd you go on your tips, mate? Four and eight. Well, uh, Trev. 
Um, yeah, I think I got four or five. I, I can't remember. I got five. It would have been six if Penrith got up. <laughs> I, I moved up on Should the tip. I moved up on the tipping ladder. I've gone to second on our on our tipping ladder. At least old mate didn't get three perfect rounds. No, right. something happened. ESPN footy tips wouldn't let him tip into our comp, so he had no tips for the week. <laughs> <laughs> so he stayed on the same. And then Billy's like, oh, I can't tip. I can't tip. Well, nobody tipped elsewhere. He showed me his tips. He showed me his tips. Players week. We've been through team of the week. Been yeah, we've done. Yeah, we've done those. So. Gun, mate. I always jump the gun, you know what I'm Nothing like. Nothing wrong with jumping the gun. We'll go straight into the preview? Yeah, we'll go. Yeah, let's go preview. Let's go. Who's Who wants to start with the Broncos and the Roosters? Okay, so Thursday, we have the Broncos versus the Roosters. After being overpowered by the Eagles, Broncos have another chance to prove they can match up with the big boys when they host the Premiers. Roosters got back to winning ways with putting on a clinical display against South Sydney. The Broncos, Jesse Arthurs replaces the suspended Katoni Staggs at centre with Herbie Farnworth on the wing and Ethan Bullamore starts for Alex Glenn who's out injured in the back row. Uh, Fenatessi New uh, will debut and Reese Kennedy will join the bench. Jake Turpin questions marks around his fitness as sat out training the past few days and Corey pa- Pax on standby and he'll make his debut if he does get a play and the Roosters will remain unchanged. Uh, Victor Radley found not guilty, so free to play. Mitchell Orbison and uh, Siasoa Takihaho both added on the extended bench. Yeah, mate. Uh, I reckon um, I reckon the Roosters are going to run, run away with this. Like, I like the Broncos, but I just feel that the Roosters are just going to be too strong uh, this week and will run away with it. Um, just, yeah, the Roosters have obviously had a... I feel injuries and, and suspensions have killed the Broncos, the baby Broncos now, as people are calling. I feel the Roosters are—they'll—they'll they'll, be in business now. They lost their first two games. They beat—they beat their arch rivals, and um, I think I'll pick the Roosters, and I think about thirteen plus. Hey, can I just give a shout out to Trent Robinson? Okay, I know everyone said our team's giving away penalties in the ruck to uh, reset the defence. No one thing they did—they decided to be offside. <laughs> on the line, and, and, they, and that's how they got the reset their defence. So I thought that's smart. That's again beating the rules, and that's what a good coach does: find ways on how they can get around it. Yeah, I know, but I don't want to find ways to get around it. I like the six again rule. Too. Yeah, it's I'll, a great, I'll, it's I'll, a great six, rule. I love the six again rule as well. But you know what? If they were struggling, let's remain offside, give a penalty, then we can reset our defence. Maybe the maybe the, the automatic send off that Cowboys cop for two two times on the thing might might just creep into offside. I reckon. Yeah, I reckon if there's more offside penalties inside the 20, that, that's what will happen. Uh, I've tipped the Roosters, though. What about you, mate? Yeah, Roosters 13 plus. Yeah, look, so, look, instead of having chickens, boys, I think we've got a turkey. I'm going to go for the Roosters as well. Sweet as. Moving on, Friday night, <coughs> Panthers-Warriors. Penrith remain unbeaten with the draw, but they'll be itching to make a statement against the Warriors after blowing uh, a commanding lead. Commanding lead in the old style of the game. I just think with the new style of the game, I don't think 14 points is commanding. No, I might be more critical of your side. <laughs> critical? <laughs> I wouldn't be having a few players that they've got in the team. And, um, yeah, so, you know, after Newcastle last week, uh, the Panthers may fit in some extra field goal practice this week after Burton missed five attempts, which we just kind of covered off. Meanwhile, the Warriors coming off a terrific win over the struggling Dragons in which they completed an astounding 46 out of 48 sets, and that was including 44 straight sets, and they didn't concede a point. 
only change for the Panthers is Liam Martin comes in to replace Billy Burns on the interchange. Um, Brett Naden doesn't play this week. He's jersey number 19. So Stephen Crichton goes from jersey 14 to jersey 4. For the Warriors, Peter Hickey is injured and Ignatius Parsi is suspended. Carl Lawton's at centre and new transfer signing Pawasa Famasili, who is on club debut, and uh, Josh Curran joins the bench. Boys, how do you see this one? I feel Ivan will want a will want a uh, statement or want want them to you know pick up where they left off and just just see how they get a you know a feel for. It. I feel that they'll probably be too strong for the Warriors. Uh, at the end of the day, they've got some you know Carl Lawton. It was a he's a hooker playing centre, so. They're culturing some some spots now, but I'm happy for maybe um, maybe another transfer as uh, yeah. you know alone. I mean, not a yeah. transfer alone. I'm happy for Pawasa. He gets he gets a go. He probably wasn't going to get a go. The Roosters is behind behind some of the some of those some of those top players there. So I'm interested to see how he goes too. Is he allowed to play against the Roosters? Yeah, most likely. He's that, good, he, I know it's soccer when you're online you can't play against your he's, well, he, he's there for four weeks so he's there for four weeks. So when, if he gets a play against him, he gets a play against him. He'll probably like that too. Just rip in. Try and smash him and try. I might get. I might get on the bench if I injure someone. No, nah, <laughs> he might. Uh, he might. He might get a phone call from Trent going, "No, come back early." <laughs> no, 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 no rib ticklers, no injuries. I picked the Panthers. Justin, this one would be a close one. But how 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 would that how would that work? Right. So say for open second, here we go. We would. I don't want to be talking about bloody Roosters being in another grand final. But how how would that be? You know, he goes and plays for Warriors for four weeks, comes back, injuries or suspensions come into play for Roosters and he ends up playing grand final for Roosters after playing four games for or three games or four games whatever it's going oh, to mate, be it's just like for anything. Warriors it's just like anything mate like when players used to leave the clubs before the June 30th cut off date to go to a new club we've seen it before over the years where players have started at one club and end up playing in a grand final in yeah. the same year yeah I know but you're not going to this is going to be you start at one club go to another club and then end up back at that same club again it's it's look it's COVID-19 and you know one thing I've learned from COVID-19 is to expect the unexpected expect the unexpected and, and, and accept what's around the corner you got both boys quick Panthers uh, no, I'm still going to go to Panthers I think they'll learn from it Look, I'm going Panthers and I'm telling you now Josh Mansell has a game like he did last week and Brent Naden's fit next week I put Brent Naden centre and I put Stephen Crichton on the wing Storm versus South Sydney both coming off losses in round three Melbourne couldn't break down the green wall and their inability to learn on the run with this new six again rule was evident to see South's outclassed by the Roosters and will be out to find some momentum and form Rabbitohs have lost the last 15 straight trips down to Melbourne, so that's not a great stat for them. For the Storm, Nelson Asolomona <laughs> is suspended. Christian Welsh uh, come, uh, comes in at prop, and um, Riley Jacks is on the bench. We get, we're getting that game. We're, we're going to do a game live, and I'm going to make sure it's a game that's got all the uh, all the Islander boys' names it's in there. Sydney, we've got <laughs> replaces Tom Amone on the interchange bench. Um, James Roberts has been named in the nineteen in the nineteen jersey, so there's talks around that he he might he might play, but we'll see what happens there. Who would miss out then? Who who, who are you going to punch out of the centre? You're not going to punch Gagai out of the centre. It'll be Braden, Braden Burns, wouldn't it? Is Braden, yeah, Braden Burns is playing. We don't get paid to make those decisions. <laughs> Wayne, 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 Wayne Bennett's been Wayne well, Bennett should be put out the pasture anyway. No, well, you probably gag guy going to the wing, Johnson the fullback, troll the centre. Yeah, so the centre's missing out. Center, yeah, it'll be, it'll be Braden Burns missing out. They'll probably just throw a troll in the back row. He's big enough. No. <laughs> 
He hasn't. He, he's not. He's not big enough yet. Sixteen straight for the storm for me. Yes, storm by twenty, I reckon. Yeah, I, I think the storm will win. Like you know, I, I played against the River Canberra side last week, and you know, there's only a few things they just need to work on, and I believe uh, Billy Ake will get them up for it. Okay, the next game we have on the Saturday: Eels versus Manly. Uh, the Eels are one of two teams to win all three games, but the high-flying Seagulls win as their biggest test yet. Parramatta with a, with a standout performance last week, and Manly's fullback Tom Trevojevic, awesome performance, but the dogs that put, put the dogs at bay. Uh, but these uh, two traditional rivals will leave nothing in the team in round four, both sides unchanged. Yep, Parramatta. We're going, we're going back to the we're going back to the, the Fibro days here. You know, Fibros versus Silver Tails. I actually know Fibros were Western West, West suburbs, but still Parramatta were of the Fibro area out in the west. I uh, just got to remember what Ken Arfson said to Paul Vaughton when he was looking at going <laughs> to Parramatta. Yes, uh, he, he did say something about the beach is better. We're going to pay you less, but you, you know, the lifestyle. You can't you can't walk to to the beach in Parramatta, but you can at Manly. But uh, I'm going para. This, is, this could be, you know, game of the round for me. Um, it's a hard one to toss with a coin. Uh, I'm going with Manly. Ooh. <laughs> Cowboys vs Sharks. Cowboys fullback Valentine Holmes is hitting top form at the right at the right moment as he prepares to face his former teammates for the first time. Carl will be out to not make it four straight losses. For the Cowboys, massive out. Jason Tomalolo has been ruled out with a knee injury. Josh Maguire shifts to lock. Francis Molo at goes into prop. Tom Gilbert is on debut, comes onto interchange bench with Gavin Cooper also among the bench. For the Sharks, Matt Moylan replaces Chad Townsend who's out injured in the halves and you've got Connor Tracy and Sifa. Here we go. Talakai is on the bench. Andrew Fafida still remains out also. Thoughts on this I like I like that surname. It's kind of uh, it's kind of a, a, a mixture of uh, Malachi's last name and, and first name that we've got on later on in the, in the player the player chat. Um, look, I did just say in the review that um, that Sharks will not make the uh, eight this year, but this is probably going to be one of the only games they have a chance to to win with Tamalolo out, and just on the basis of Tamalolo out, and you know in the last two two three games he's ran over seven hundred meters um, combined in those three games. I don't think uh, the uh, the Sharks will win. Because of that factor, I don't think the Cowboys are going to be able to replace what he does in attack. And Oh, that's right. It's going to be um, tough for the Cowboys uh, to play without Jason Tamaloma. But uh, the Sharks, I think they may be up for it. But Because uh, I think Matt Moyle probably offers a bit more than Chad Townsend in the halves. And that more of a direction-wise, like nothing against Chad, like he goes good. But Matty's just got more of that X factor about him. So yeah. it will be a tough game. Yeah, moving on. Sunday, Sharks raid. Ah, uh, Sharks. Uh, not Sharks. Sorry, but mind blank here. It's been a long day. Uh, I, think, I think he's picking the Sharks. <laughs> I, I, Raiders and I Raiders. Think the Cowboys guys, thanks for coming, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> we'll cut. We'll you off because you're a Knights fan, mate. Here we go. It's been a long time coming for you. That's why you're you, you're full of it, huh? Porchlight, turn the porch light on for Knights, eh? There you go, Raiders Knights. Canberra have shown last year's success was no fluke. Flying 3-0 to start the season, being the only second side to have started 3-0. The Knights persevered. They're undefeated. 
I preserved, sorry, their undefeated record by drawing with Penrith in what felt like a win after they clawed themselves back from the 14-0 with the depleted side. Last time Raiders started a 4-0 was in 2005. Yeah, they've actually beginning that season 8-0. <coughs> yes. Uh, Bailey Simpson returns on the win with Jordan Rapner moving to the bench and Michael Oldfield drops out of the 17. Callum Ponga returns from suspension to go to fullback, which moves Tex Hoy to the bench. I would have put Tex Hoy at 5-8 after his um, guidance. Andrew McCulloch will start in the Knights' colours for the first time in place of Connor Watson at hooker. And Herman Essiesi will start a lock and Tim Glasby drops to the bench. Easy win for the Knights here. Nah, Jake, boys. <laughs> um, I picked the Knights only because I go for the Knights. He's delusional here, isn't he? <laughs> I picked the Knights only because, well, obviously I go for them, got to back them, but... Um, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't have said that three years ago when they were running last. <laughs> hey, well, the only time we ever beat when we were running last was the Raiders and the Titans. <laughs> 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 that's, that's why they're, they're always good enough. You know, they're going to lose eventually, so... Uh, I don't know. It'll be it'll be tough for us to to back up that performance again. A lot of there'll be a lot of sore sore boys out there. So, so seeing this is seeing that this is a Raiders home game. Where the hell are they playing? Campbelltown Stadium, are they? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. No. Sorry, sorry. If if bloody. I might be in Central Coast. I think. I'm I'm telling you now though, if Melbourne can play in Melbourne and the Queensland teams can play in Queensland, why the hell can't Canberra play at Canberra? The only thing that they have in their favour, yes, they got the, you know, everyone has crowds, everyone has home crowds. The thing that's in their favour through the middle of the winter is playing out of Canberra Stadium when everyone's freezing their ass off, and they're used to it, they're acclimatised to it. So I, look, I can't understand why we can have Melbourne having their ground, the Brisbane teams having their ground, but someone who's three hours away from Sydney can't have their own ground. Doesn't doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. I was watching NRL three sixty last night, and there was a massive. I think Bulldog was on there, and he was barking up a barking up a treat about you know Pierce. Is that from the way he left the field? We all saw that he was completely KO'd, and to be allowed to come back. Oh, in the seven way days, the way the way he walked the way he walked off the field was looked like he had he had a case of beer under his legs. So and you look at boxing; it's ninety days if you get knocked out before you can fight again, and it's fourteen days for rugby union, and then. They'll think, and maybe seven days is probably a bit too quick in rugby league. Well, it depends on, you know, they've all got their protocols, and he's obviously ticked all the protocols. He's probably gone for the the required scans Monday morning, and then they've probably done the scans again on Tuesday morning just to double-check that, you know, every every everything is, is the same, and once it's come back as being the same, green light. I've picked the Raiders anyway for that one. Yeah, I think the Raiders uh, should win this. No, nothing against the Knights, but I just think uh, the Raiders will just be too strong. And now we move on to the last two games, but three of these, three of these teams in the last two games are, are worthy of the fight button, aren't they? If the <laughs> <laughs> Bit of a wet one there. <laughs> Titans versus the West High. If the winless Titans are going to salvage their season, they must start with an upset win over the West Tigers on Sunday. For the Titans, Tyron Roberts returns at fullback. Aaron Clark starts at hooker. That's his, that's his starting debut as well. He was off the bench last week. Tahan Boyd. <laughs> Tahan Boyd. Jemin Jolliffe. Bryce Cartwright and young Tonanapia are named on the bench with Pizzi, Wallace, Whitbread and Jonas Pearson all dropped out of the 17. For the Tigers, they are unchanged. For me, I feel the West Tigers will be too strong, but 
don't be surprised if the Titans... If the Titans are going to upset someone, it'll be against the Tigers if they're off on their day. Yeah, now nah, look, uh, it, it's showing that the, the coach isn't willing, uh, isn't isn't scared to, to, to wield the axe. So what was that, two, four boys turn, uh, dropped out. Uh, it's good to see young Tom Mapia playing. Did he did he get a Guernsey last week? No. Nah. No, so this is his return from the missions game. So we, we, we wish um, young Tom Mapia a, uh, a great um, return. He's also a part of that crown international management stable it seems to be growing by the day young Tom Mapia Jamie Soward our guest that we're going to have on shortly they're all they're all a part of the crown with uh, Mr. Mr. Sincotta and Benji and Damien Cook uh, headlined the headline crown so and while we're talking about that another crown is um old mate um <laughs> Corey Thompson Thompson might be enough at the Titans here so well he's not playing there we go. He's not playing this week. He massive, wasn't massive wasn't named in the seventeen. That's stupid, man. That's one of the best, one of the underrated wingers going around. I know yeah, you're impressed with him. Winger, fullback. I'm impressed with Corey. Like he's a great player, brings a lot of energy. But you got to understand, since there's no reserve grade, and that and they've kept Josh Reynolds. You know, they push comes to shove. There's got to be there's, there's going to be who, a squeeze. Who's earning more money? Who do you want to play? Who's the person earning more money? Exactly. Oh, I've tipped the Tigers by twenty. Bring us home, Trevor, for Monday, public holiday. Yeah, so both the Bulldogs and Dragons are desperate for a win as the pressure mounts following three straight losses. Dragons kept scores by the Warriors and Dogs thumped by the Manly. Dogs fire them back from injury and Cogger makes way. Uh, the Dragons nominate the fullback, Duffy drop, Hunt the 5'8, Adam Quinn debut at halfback. We have, a, bro- we have a broken nose. Yep. <laughs> First start. Corbin Sims drops to the bench. Trent Marin and Isaac Wood back into the team with Tarofu Amano dropped. Yeah, no, you look, I, um, I've tipped the dogs, and the only reason I tipped the dogs for is because they actually scored points last week in the, in the whoopee cushion. We'll start, we're going to choose a team, a game of the week, and we're going to call it the whoopee cushion game of the week. Now, this is the first whoopee cushion game of the week. Two of the, two of the games that the Dragons won last year, they thumped the dogs both games so yeah. maybe they like playing against dogs opposition I don't know look last, last, last year and this year are two totally, totally different seasons um, so you can't really take form I love Clune being Clune being included there getting the debut he's, he's been killing it in New South Wales Cup he got New South Wales Cup player of the year last year he got Dragons player of the year as well yeah um, and he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna uh, make his debut with two black eyes and a bent nose yeah but what, <laughs> what I like it what I like about most about this is with with McGregor is um, I feel Norm is probably um, the option at fullback. Um, I don't feel he's got that game management, and I feel he he can chime in and chime out at fullback. He can you know play left, play right, and, and go from there. Nah, Norman for me is bench. If you if you if you if you're getting rid of one of your halves, obviously Norman's going to be the one because he's not earning one point two million like Mister Mister Hunt is. I'd put him on the bench. Same as he he's at look. He's got the talent, same as Jerome Luai. He's, again, the same kind of etch of Jerome Luai. I'd stick him on the bench, bring him in 15 to go, just run around the heart, run around the rucks. Um, Matt Dufty missing out is such a shame. And, you know, the whole Zach Lomax wanting to be at fullback because that's the reason why he signed there, well, he's back at centre now. So, look, I'd, I'd have Norman, Norman at 14, Dufty out, out fullback. Adam Clune is, you know, going to be great for the halfback. Uh, look, Ben Hunt, he, 
he signed on massive overs. Will he be on that same money when his contract's up no, again? No, he won't. He's um, unfortunately uh, look. You don't want to be superstitious, but unfortunately, his game's gone downhill as much as he's made Origin. He's made Origin because there wasn't there wasn't other people in that position where he could play. Um, but he's gone down since dropping the ball in the grand final. And uh, look, it may not be that, but it just coincides. His form slop has gone since that you know signing that deal, knowing that he's for the next five years. I'm getting 1.2 million. Doesn't matter if I'm playing good. Doesn't matter if I'm playing shit. Doesn't matter if I'm in the side. Doesn't matter if I'm playing New South Wales Cup. I'm getting 1.2 million dollars. You got to remember that, like the rumor going around during the week was that the first grade team that played last week lost to the reserve grade side. And yeah, I saw that down there as well. Just, so is that nothing's good coming out of Cogger, is there? So well, Wollongong, well, Wollongong, where yeah, well, you, you can't. Yeah, and and again, like I said in the open. You can take a horse to the to the, the pond, the lake, but you can't force them to drink. So you know, American, American, American outline defensive mechanisms that he has. He can outline what attacking play he wants, but unless the players are gonna, you know, toughen up, bite the bullet, and do what they do, what's been asked of them, and then show a bit of enthusiasm on the field, that's not gonna happen. And Dean pays in the same same position. Dean Pay's, um, you know, been apparently given to around ten. They, they, on the other hand, Bulldogs have got money to splash around to get rid of him and get another coach in. Big, big in for the Dogs. Kieran Foran's back from injury. Yeah, two hundred game too. So it's hopefully finally, go, hopefully goes well too. He's, he's been through the ring. Oh he? look, he, he he was on fire last. They're back in the last year. He was going great guns, and then got you know. Well, obviously he was going great guns. He got picked for New Zealand. The dogs didn't always make the eight from a disaster start. They went what, eight and ten. They win ten from ten. They almost yeah, well, sneak in, did they? Yeah. Well, mate, like the dogs, you know, like very, very good team, and that, like obviously, they still got a lot of young. They're still recovering from uh, previous administration and spending, and that. But I think I'm never going to say Dean Pay's gotten to a certain time, or that's the talk going around anyway. But I think. Give him that chance when you want to go and spend the money when it comes available. Because he is a great coach. You know, like he's been an assistant at some very successful clubs. Like at the Roosters for a long time he was. Even uh, when Canberra went through their uh, re-emergence, he was there at Canberra as well. And that man, like he's a great, and he's got some good support staff there. So I would keep him around. Yeah, no, look, um, there's also some talk about <coughs> whether or not Allowing coaches full full autonomy around player player recruitment and that and um, look at the end of the day, coaches are like players; they can be there one second, gone the next. Yeah. So I, I believe yes, coaches can have input, but at the end of the day, that player recruitment or that player recruitment manager is going to be there a lot longer than most coaches, unless you're Craig Bellamy at Melbourne. I've picked the dogs only because four is back. That's the only reason why. Yeah, I've picked the dogs too. Um, I, I reckon the dogs will win the battle of the whoopee cushion game. And uh, that's us for this segment. We'll be back very shortly with uh, Malachi Tarecki, who's just been listening very patiently. He's having, been pulling funny faces. <laughs> he's, been, he's been making a f- few silent jokes at our expense. Yeah, because we're just expense. Well, yeah, we're just free nutcases. All right, guys. Okay. 
we'll be talking to Malachi soon. He, uh, he, he kind of knows what he's in for, so it's going to be great. Welcome back, listeners. Now we're getting ready for our look long, play short segment with Malachi Tariq. Uh, but firstly, I want to go over to Fifey and just say, let's talk about some of the things that's happened with Junior Rugby League. Yeah, mate. So obviously, <clears throat> Christmas is continuing to roll, and our roll is back you know, over the weekend. Uh, Gladys and her um, croonies there at the New South Wales government has allowed um, community sports up to the age of 18 to return. So unfortunately, the A grade, 19s, 21s, 23s, Open Women's, Massey Shield, all that's up in the air still. Um, I don't. I don't think it's going to get off off the ground in terms of financially. You know, it's eight thousand dollars for an A grade side to run around, uh, upwards of two hundred thousand dollars for Massey and Shield. So I don't think they're going <clears> to <throat> get the green light this year. However, um, yeah, we're, we're back. There's, it's a free stage, free stage um, progression. Right now, we could be at the fields training, but you've got to have your COVID plan drawn up you've got to have a COVID safety officer nominated by the club and that's COVID safety officer needs to go through a Zoom training session with New South Wales Rugby League however the hurdle block there is that the plan has come out it's a hundred odd pages it's got checklist after checklist after checklist Uh, it's got return to training um, drills that coaches can look into in doing you know, provided you're doing your 1.5 meters, um, but the biggest hurdling block is that there's no no given time frame for a Zoom meeting with New South Wales Rugby League in terms of that COVID safety officer sitting down, having a Zoom meeting, being approved by New South Wales to be that that safety officer. And then, I guess the other stumbling block is the amount of hours on top of working your normal volunteer role within the club that this COVID safety officer is going to have to do. It's basically a 40-hour job in itself and you're not getting paid. Um, so look, I want all our all our followers, our listeners out there not to hound their clubs. It's going to happen. Most clubs will, will aim to get all this done and return on the 1st of July. Now, 1st of July is our next our next stage, where well, no, stage one, stage two are kind of together. We'll run over June. Stage three is when you can do your full contact again. Uh, so, and that's the first of July. You can now do full contact. Funny and funny enough, in the um, in the the framework, it says there that in stage three, all club facilities will reopen. In stage one and two, you can't use nothing. Blacktown Council's brought out a memo saying that the toilets are to remain locked unless in an, in, an, in an emergency. You cannot go to the toilet unless it's an emergency, unless you're about to pee or poop yourself. Um, chain sheds are closed, <coughs> canteens are remain closed. But in stage three, all club facilities are reopened. So to me, that's toilets, chain sheds, canteens. If that's the case, and, and, and that's it's in the New South Wales Rugby League COVID plan, um, hopefully the COVID plan's been distributed to all the council so they can see that, hey, look, on the 1st of July, New South Wales Rugby League's framework says we can reopen our sheds and canteens. If the canteens can get reopened and have a somewhat kind of operational value to the club this year, that'll keep a lot of clubs afloat. Uh, you know, look, there's other other things there that are obviously... Well, we touched on the canteen the other week. What did we come up with? Footy log? Yeah, footy log. 
bring it, bring it out on roller skates to your to your car because at this time remember we were still meant to be sitting in the car. That's right. Yeah. The car, the look. So again, going back, Sports Australia, they brought out a um, they brought out a a, a a guideline, a plan that they sent out to all all governing bodies of all different sports of a of a guideline of what they should or what they what they can implement. Look, the no grandparents just sitting in the car that was on the guidelines. However, it's impractical to to rugby league to to not have parents sitting in the car because some grounds you got to walk a k and a half just to the fields and it's uphill the fields you know to the car park. So look, there's only a, a real few where you can do that. Um, yeah, so moving yeah moving on to look in the checklist they want they want all clubs to post on their page to advise them that it might be in their best interest to download the COVID safety app, the COVID-19 safety app. Yeah, I saw a lot of junior rugby league clubs posting that this afternoon. Yeah, yeah. I'm well, not, I'm not, I'm not going to get it. Well, I, I don't, I don't want it. It's, it's, look, it, it's not a mandatory thing to have. They want more. The SCOMO's government wants at least 40% of the country on it, then that way they can actually, re you know, regulate the um, how many infections and, and, and how many is cleared. Um, look, if they said it was mandatory, you needed it, which you can't make it mandatory. You cannot demand someone to download an app on your phone um, if they don't want to. But if it was mandatory for Junior League to come back, yeah, okay, then I'm, I might change my mind because obviously it's my kid's best interests at heart but it, that's an advisory role at the moment and look i won't be i won't be downloading the COVID safety app um, the other one is they suggest all players and coaching staff and that have a flu shot um it's not mandatory but it's recommended that they have a flu shot i guess to fall in line with <clears throat> nrl asking their employers employees and players to to take um flu shots in order for the NRL to come back which we saw a bit of a hoopla with that then you know Bryce Cartwright and a few others so again that's another adv advice um, we, we'll break this more down on um, on Saturday on, on the radio show yeah, yeah break it down more mate because but all, like, all oh, the... I want to listen to this young man Malachi Malachi so <laughs> yeah let's, a bit of a rundown on, on Mr Malachi he's a multi-sports um, representative at state level um, we got him here for rugby league, but he's also athletics, Oztag, rugby union. He's in. The, he was in the uh, the Waratahs um, under 15s Blues training squad. So he's a he's a multi talented player. Um, well, I reckon his dad takes a lot of the credit, but he's uh, his mum's side of the family's pretty talented right. their, their self. So how are you, Malachi? Yeah, good, mate. Yeah, it's going good. Yeah. Uh, so, mate. Give us your rugby league journey. So have a chat to us about how your rugby league journey has been so far to date. Obviously, where you started your, your, your first year to obviously moving around to try to find that better that better um, chance for you to, to get to where you are today. Yeah, so I started off at Windsor Wolves um, at the age of four, um, six, uh, under sixes. Went all right there for, we stayed there for about a year. Then we made a family team at Riverston Razorbacks. Me and my dad's side of the family went, got, I think, grand final there. 
Then we moved to oh, the yeah, Tigers. Back, back when back when grand finals were allowed for sixes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's when grand <laughs> finals were then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so you moved from River? Riverstone to Western City Tigers. Stayed there for about eight years, won two, three grand finals with them. And then I made the um Penrith Cubs training squad and then um made the final squad, made it to the team and then looked for a better opportunity at Windsor Windsor again, division one. Got uh, undefeated all year, just got unlucky in grand final. Looked again for another year with Windsor. Semi-finals got unlucky again, and then finishing off at Colo for my junior league for hitting to Sunday. So yeah, you're 16 in 16s this year, aren't you? Yep, 16s. So, yeah. So, so. Uh, just uh, sorry to cut in there, mate. So you went back to Colo. Uh, did you play Colo there last year? Or? Yeah, last year so, Colo. Yep, and you won the grand final, yeah? Yeah, grand final, under 15th Division 1. Awesome. Yeah. So, no, so uh, obviously, yeah, we've I've known you growing up, obviously knowing mum and dad, and uh, playing footy, playing a season with your dad over at um, Tigers there in 2015. He's a, he's a bit of a hard nut of a footy player. Yeah, um, he is. How, how, how's, <clears throat> how's dad's um, guidance over your upbringing of football been? Yeah, starting from when I was young, from when I first started, his guidance was just have fun. Don't get like all them other scruffy things in your head, just have fun and go out there. And then listening from that, like, got me to where I am now. Going hard in rep footy state, if it wasn't for his guidance, so I don't think I'll be where I'm at now. What about mum? Mum, Mum's obviously a bit more bit more laid back and, and, and chilled, but... When it comes to cheering, I know she's the loudest on the yeah. on the sideline. Yeah, she's very supportive, <laughs> very supportive, very loud on that sideline. When it comes to me and my brothers on that field, always she she's the one that gets us there. So if it wasn't for her too, wouldn't be where I am now. So obviously talking to you and 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 knowing knowing the family, you got a bit of a famous um, famous cousins, I guess uh, the family name, uh, the Gulagons. Mm, yeah, uh, that family line's pretty big. That goes a long way with that family line too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so obviously sport, it's it's instilled in, in on mum's side, eh? Yeah, it is both sides too. The athletic side on father's side oh, and yeah, so talent on right. mum's side. Yeah. So you, you're just a product of talented genes. So, what was your um, upbringing like, mate? You were born and bred Western Sydney. Yeah? yeah, Western Sydney all my life. Grew up in Blackett, Blackett Primary School. Then moved to Biddle, and then stayed in Biddle, uh, Biddle High School, finishing off Year 12. Not long now. You didn't get um, kind of asked or persuaded to go to senior campus for the footy team? Um, while I'm at Biddle, they, um, they, they asked us to go over there. Yeah. But instead of like transferring the whole school, that's like, um, like during school hours, we'll tell your teachers this so you can come over and train with us. So, yeah, they didn't really have to move schools. So they're still just, in a footy program there. So you just do the SLR, well, like, off, SLR off, off, league, off, yeah. off campus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's, who's the well. coach over at Chifley Senior now? Oh, I'm not too sure, aren't you? Really? Free ball's there, eh? Free, nah, free, nah, free, nah, free, nah, free, nah, free ball's gone. Sorry, he's gone. Yeah, he's gone now. 
He's, 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 nah, nah, he's, he's in the department area now. He's, uh, he's, he's moved in up. the Department of Education. He's got out of principal and that. Uh, for those who were listening, uh, we all went to Chifley College Senior Campus, so uh, uh, Mr. Freeborn was the principal for us. Yeah, he was the coach. <laughs> yeah, he was there. He only just recently moved up. Water boy. Orange <laughs> he was everything. He was everywhere. Rugby league player never got suspended. <laughs> <laughs> they were well looked after and probably still are. Um, yeah, so going back, you're, you're at Bidwell doing your, your you know, starting to do your final year, what, in September, eh? Yep. So you're in your last couple of months of year 11? Yep, last months. How's school been since COVID's gone back? Oh, school's been alright. Education's still the same. <laughs> still spilling about maths, but got to do what i got to do to get where I am, eh? Yeah, they change it now, hey? Maths is a part of the year 12 curriculum. So, 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 it's it's mandatory. Yeah, yeah, so, get in so, there. That's what we're done for, because we dropped them. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, what position do you play, bud? Oh, um... Growing up, I never really had a position until I got to like under 12s, 13s. I started training into fullback, and from there, I stuck in fullback. I'm like, I can play anywhere in the back spot, preferably fullback. So, you love wearing number one in the back of your shirt? Yeah, I love the number one. <laughs> so, when you were 15, yep. after coming through the systems at Penrith, you were picked to play in the Andrew Johns Cup? Yep. What kind of. What did you get out of that? And uh, obviously, you know, majority of the weekends you were travelling uh, out to the country. What was the competition like? Was there anything that you've come across before? No, no. Like you got the Korean knockout that I play in. Like that's rough. But then with Andrew Johns being our whole team being one year younger, it's just rough. The country teams like. You probably think they're not that good, but you go out there with them, they're rough as nuts. Yeah, they can uh, play out there, mate. Uh, <laughs> strong. They don't, they don't care what happens on that field. They play strong. So you that, that Penrith injury on side, you made the semis, didn't you? Yeah, we made the semis against Northern River Titans. Um, Foster got unlucky. This wasn't our day that day. Yeah. Family come come from around like around the Foster area? If you had anything up there, did they come and have a look? Um, no, nah, not from that area. Yeah. Just uh, with your um, Indigenous background, you want to tell our, vi- our listeners out there where's your mob from? Uh, my mob's from, um, you got Wellington, um, that's where my nan's from. Then you got my pop from, um, he's from out Piliga ways. Yeah. So Roger and Camilla Road's my yeah. two totems and that, yeah. Awesome. That's so I heard you, you mentioned you played in the Corey Knockout. Um, yep. What's it like to, what's it like to play with you, your brothers out there? Oh, it's, it's fun. Like, that's where you see all the black talent out there. You see everyone. And like, oh, it's fun times. Yeah. A, lot, a, lot, a lot of ankle breakers. Oh, a lot. A lot. <laughs> and you still get the little fuss. On that, on the oh, mate, there's some mad some, ankle breakers. Yeah. <laughs> some great talent out there. Just too just, quick, too. Yeah. Uh, you, you, you're kind of getting forward to obviously getting to the chance to be able to play the open age very shortly. Like coming up, you, you come up against a lot of the NRL talent that uh, that dropped back, you know, like Fafida. Um, Cody Walker, you know, Inglis has dropped back there on occasion. Troy so. Mitchell's played in it. Yeah, so you, you're kind of getting real, uh, excited about that possibility. Yeah, I can't wait to wrestle in around stars, eh? Like, <laughs> just want to, I'm waiting for that age just to get out there and just whack them. Who do you play for in Corey Knockout? Um, Budokar Warriors, a team that um, my uncle um, put together. Yeah, and we just stuck with that for like five years now. Yeah. So they're obviously Mount Druid. Um, the Madrid Indigenous boys that just come, and girls that come and play in there. Yeah, yeah that's all them. And then um, back in like two, three years ago, 2018, our under 12s won it and got our uh, Buddha Carbon name up there. So that's pretty good to hear. 
That's nice. So, so you went, you went, you're in the uh, Waratah system there for a bit. Um, yep. What position did you play at Union and why did you end up you know, choosing rugby league? Um, Union, I was uh, fullback. Went to Penrith um, Emus, was there for two years, won both grand finals. So I stayed fullback for them, then moved into Waratahs. I was uh, a winger, a fullback. So we had two wingers and two fullbacks, so I was filling for either one. So, and just how, how good is it? Though? Like, I know like, we're normally rugby league podcast, but how good is it when teams from Penrith win rugby union state championships and you go up against teams from the North Shore and the Eastern Suburbs that basically play rugby union every day for a living? How good is it when you beat those boys? Oh, it's so awesome! Like, you, you, we don't like we breathe it, like, we breathe union, but not as much as they do out there, and it's like a, the best feeling to beat them. Because you got us rugby league players, different techniques to the union, and we just bring our rugby league talent to that and then show them up. And love so it. Was it was it that that got you into playing union as well as league? I did what just for a bit of extra fitness, I guess. Yeah, it was yeah, just fitness wise. Cause like my fitness uh, with the asthma wasn't that good. And this, the more sports I've done, is like the better I got. And yeah. Like when you were like in the Waratah system, were you ever approached by any of the GPS schools? Um, no, oh, um, Hill Sports, Hill Sports asked me to go over there to join their, um, their talented program, their rugby league and rugby union, yeah. but then I don't look for but that But you weren't approached by any of the private schools? No, no private schools, no private schools, no. So I think that's one thing that's wrong with rugby union in this country, like, they're so old school, they don't walk outside their bubble. No, it, and it, it's crazy, and that's the reason why... I guess sports going backwards. It's it's it's, it's going. I mean, yeah, we've all due respect as well to yeah. our listeners who do like rugby union. So back onto back onto uh, rugby league, mate. Um, so obviously, you know, Andrew Johns at the start of last year. Mm-hmm. You also got the chance <coughs> to represent uh, the CHS. Yeah, at your schools. Yep. Yeah. yeah. How was that, mate? Three days. It was pouring down rain from memory. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't think I'll make it that far. Eh? But yeah, went out there. Our team gave it all uh, our best. Um, one game against uh, I think it was Sydney Red. It was so cold, like one minute freezing hot. Oh, freezing hot! I was hot, but then out of nowhere it came cold, raining. They um at at a time they had to probably had to call the game off because it started storming for a bit. But then rugby league hard game that has kept them going. Yeah. Yeah, so obviously we know at those tournaments there's a lot, a lot, a lot of talent scout there. Yeah. Did any come up and have a chat to you afterwards, or how how was that? Not really a chat, but just like friendly talks after the game, saying how good we like we each other are. Like no one ever spoke down on each other, even though we're all good players, we all still build each other up and just hope for the best for that New South Wales pick. Who do you support in the NRL, mate? Oh, Penrith Panthers. Favourite player for Penrith? No, go Big Villy Army, kick out. Can't get past him, can you? Bro, we call call him Judge Kicker now. You seen his new hairdo? (laughs) 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 That's it. But growing up playing rugby league, mate, who's your idol and who do you base your game on? No, when I was growing up, um, Sean Johnson caught me, eh? It was just the speed, his step, and the way he looks up at the line. I like, even though I was a fullback and he was a halfback, I still loved his play style. Just fast, quick, that step. Well, I loved that step. That was the best thing. What do you think of him at the moment? He's not really uh, nah, at, not at, performing. At, at that form. Probably after his um, ankle injury, like his talent went down from there. Still got it. It's not as 
good as it used to be no, before no, that. Like that. Yeah, no, well, yeah, that's what I put it down to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know he's still young. Right, <laughs> right now in the NRL, who is the best player in your eyes? Best player, oh, Murray, Cameron Murray. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's good. Strong. You support Queensland or New South Wales? No, oh, New South Wales. <laughs> <laughs> New South Wales. God. You won't find too many too many um, wankers in New South Wales that go for Queensland. There are some out there, but there's not <laughs> many. Um, mate, so obviously we interviewed um, interviewed the player manager last year. Yep. And he was after talent. Now, we tipped him uh, we tipped him towards you. However, you guys met up with Michael. Yep. Talk about how that meeting was, where it, you know where it took place, um, and and how how um, you know you ended up signing with Crown Management. Yeah. So um, Michael got out to me, and um, we talked about where we meet up. We met up at Rashes and Mount Jewett. Um, he was talking about all the opportunities I can get with him. Like he will be there. Like he's like another father. Always there to support me if uh, another, another team needs me. I'll talk to some Michael Sincotta and then um, he'll tell me the options and um, the outcomes of it. And um, yeah, he's just an incredible bloke. Yeah, it's good to have a player agent or player manager that's going to not just worry about you on the field, off but the field. off the field as well. Yep. Because, like, you know, like, you're going through your, like, you're working towards your HSC at the moment. Yeah. So, like, you know, if you're struggling with something, you can contact you and say, look, I'm struggling a little bit. Um, what can you do for it? Uh, most agents, because they've got their welfare programs and, and that, like, they can help you quite a lot. So, they, yeah. people always think the agent's <coughs> all about the money. Mm-hmm. And they've got to remember when they sign these players who earn them the money, they sign them at your age when they were kids. So, that's why, like, you know, people don't see and people love hating on the player agents mm-hmm. as I said because they think they're all about the money but they're just not about the money they do have a whole lot of things in place yeah. so I'm, I'm really happy that like you got a good agent somebody who takes care of you and mm-hmm. you feel comfortable with that. from memory I think he drove for what, an hour and a half from, the, from his house to come out here yeah he did so, yeah. no that was that was good and you know, Michael's Michael's still forever on me asking for more players. Too. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to build that. He wants to build that junior that junior nursery to bring him through for the next years. So I'll keep an eye out and, and, and pass on on players as they come. Uh, I dare say he's got a he's got a few more to pick from your family too. Mm, yeah, younger brothers. How how are they going? Have yeah, you, they're yeah? going good. Um, I'm still trying to build them up with, with the junior reps, but like other than that, their talent is getting better and better every time they play. Just loving awesome. it. Awesome. Uh, Maccas or KFC, mate? Oh. <laughs> some like Maccas, some like KFC, eh? You can't, can't choose from the one. No, not when they're next door to each other. You, uh, gen, 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 generally for us out here, it's whatever line's shortest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Because yeah, we want to get them to do it. I mean. <laughs> so, hey, all right, because you can't make your mind up, what's your favourite meal at both? Oh, if I'm Maccas, I'll go for the um, triple cheeseburger meal. Oh, I love that. Any 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 additives to it? No, just the bun. Make it extra soft. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's what I love. And um, KFC, the three piece feed. Can't get past that. Yeah. Can't get past that, kid. Yeah. No. Xbox, PlayStation. No, PlayStation. PlayStation <laughs> for me. Favorite game? Uh, Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, no shooting Fortnite. game. No, no Fortnite. It used to be Fortnite. It used to be. Uh, you used to skip school for it, but nah, not anymore. No. Uh, <laughs> well, Michael, we won't listen to this. <laughs> I know, I know, Jack, I know. Jack and Malachi jib each other because Jack's an Xbox seller and Malachi's a PlayStation. They're yeah. always jibbing each other on, on, on Facebook. <laughs> um, 
both your parents they indigenous? Um, no, mum's indigenous and um, my father's a Cook Islander. Okay, sweet. So, yeah. um, you got a lot of different type of meals that they can be cooked at home. Oh, yeah. So, what's the go-to meal that your mum mum cooks and the go-to meal that dad cooks? That's oh. your favourite. Go-to for dad is um corned beef. Corned beef <laughs> and rice. <laughs> uh, it's the island away, they love it, eh? Uh, <laughs> and their mum, uh, what is it? Um... I think corned beef too, eh? Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a go-to food for go-to. all of us. Who's better cook? Oh, yeah, me. What's your specialty for you cook? Um, eggs. eggs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just eggs for me. Egg ration? Uh, no, fried. Do you like fried brownies? <laughs> no. Hey, not bad. Too much chocolate for me. Dale loves his brownies. It's what he gets every week to get out of here. So, getting back to um, the indigenous and, uh, and uh, you know, the Cook Island background. Yep. Uh, is there, uh, is there, is, is there a war line drawn up when the uh, indigenous and the, the, the uh, Cook Islanders verse each other? No, I'm not. Oh. Sometimes we get um, really serious. <laughs> uh, we'll be on one side of the room, the indigenous, and then the New Zealand team, and then it'll be rivalries until after the game. So and we've got, you know, um, the international game has grown. So you've got the Cook Islands, they're in the World Cup. Yes, yeah, qualified. And um, also we've got how great the, in- the indigenous All Stars are going. If when you get to that stage, um, and you have to choose, oh, no, you'd, you'd, be, you'd be pretty sweet yeah. actually, because like. I'm, like, unfortunately, like, the Indigenous is a, uh, for an all-star. Yeah, uh, yeah, the yeah. Cook Islands is actually an international. Mm. So, yeah. But he'll, he'll be sweet. Yeah. Oh. Would, you, would, would it be good to eventually put on the Cook Island jersey for your dad? Yeah, I'll have just... to be like a dang gay guy. Play for both, both. of his yeah, heritage, yeah. yeah. Both heritage or choose not to play for one and then play for the other. And yeah, and then give me, yeah. So I'd love to do that. <clears> yeah. Get both jerseys. Um... What do you do or don't do that makes mum and dad angry? Oh, if I'm on the game and they call me, if I don't listen, they'll run into my room and then start yelling at me. That's one thing I hate is when I don't listen. A lot of hiding's growing up. No, a lot, a lot. <laughs> I'm not listening. Hey, uh, so you got $20 left. That's your last $20. What are you spending on them? Oh, food. <laughs> so you're at Bidwell. Yep. Favourite teacher. Oh, he was a teacher, but then he came um, an academy um, facilitator, um, Yusuf Ibrahim. I love him. Do you um, have much to do with Kadu? Kadu Marquez. Oh yeah, he um, he's been guiding me since um, I first started Year Seven with my athletics and like Oztake too. Since I'm um, getting to that state for Oztake, and um, he just showed me techniques that he left when he was growing up, and I picked up a lot from him during my years at Year Seven. Seven. What about Taylor Hunter? Oh, he's still Hunter. Yeah, he's still, yeah, he's yeah. still there, yeah. yeah. He's also a good teacher, fast. Yeah, Very good you, at ever, you ever had um, Miss Dominion, Mrs. Dominion as your teacher? Or she used to oh. be known as Miss Alexander? Oh, uh, yeah, I think um, <laughs> back in year eight, she was my English yeah. teacher. And then, uh, yeah, they're, they're just people that we went to school with. Teachers. Yeah. <laughs> this guy will bring on all your DAs, what do you know? Probably at the senior campus, Kevin Stacey. Yeah, he's at senior campus. <laughs> <laughs> he was at Bidwell as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was a teacher when I was so you, you did mention that, that maths is your favourite subject. Nah, Other than PE and SLR and stuff, what's your other subject that you enjoy going to? Yeah, I'll actually say maths, eh? 
Yeah. I enjoy maths. Like when I first started year seven, I used to hate it. But then I had this one teacher. Um, she kept on pushing me to my limits, and after that, I like I'll click on some maths. It's just like that now. You haven't blown the science lab up? <laughs> oh, I was close. I, got, I was very close. You got you got a joke for us? No, no jokes. No, no, jokes. no, no jokes. No jokes. No jokes. Any hidden talents? No, I just good at PlayStation. Huh? <laughs> Oh, and, That's what and, I say. And, and rugby league. And rugby league. Oh, and rugby league, yeah. <laughs> but, mate, um, if sport doesn't work out for you, like, when you grow up, what do you want to be? Like, what's your fallback? Well, at the moment, um, I'm practicing hairdressing and barber, becoming barber, and I've um, been practicing for, like, three, oh, four months now. I need a backyard feet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hit me up then. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I've been practicing. <laughs> yeah. So, you're, you're a barber? Yeah. Yeah, anything else? Um... No, other than that, if not, just one thing. Home. One thing I give you advice: don't go into manual labour. Oh, no, <laughs> no, 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 digging holes, and that you, you, it kills your back. Very Obviously, quickly. the the main goal is to. Well, oh, before we get before end. we get the goals, yeah. before we get the goals, <laughs> right. give us give. We're giving him some uh, some coaching advice. Here. <laughs> no, no, no coaching. No, I want I want Perfect to know, experience. I want to know more about the Clontarf Foundation that. Obviously, running up in Chifley Colleges, you know, yeah. you're obviously heavily involved in that being from the Indigenous background. Yeah. And have, um, give our, our listeners a bit of an insight to the Clontarf. Obviously, it's been around for well, five, six years now, seven years? No, I think a bit longer than that. A bit longer than that, but yeah. it's, it's obviously. You stayed up, started that Beatles for about, yeah, that long. Yeah, it's yeah. about Indigenous, isn't it? Yeah. Jeff Daniel is involved in that, eh? Yeah, he's at yeah, yeah, yeah. senior Co- campus. Quite a few guys, like I know. Uh, being involved in, like Jeff Hardy was like yeah, busy, the, the main director. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and, that, and like a few, quite a few other guys I know, like uh, Jeff, uh, Luke Swain, um, yeah, Swainy, yep, uh, Paul Ben, mm-hmm. and that. So like, I know quite a few guys that are involved. So yeah, in. just um, obviously, just to listeners, how that has benefited you coming from, like through school, because obviously there's no programs like that when we were at school for the indigenous, you know. Um, people like oh, I'm not indigenous I could be but mum's adopted she had never bothered <laughs> to chase that stuff up but you know just tell our listeners what it's done for you how it's made you you know a better person in terms of pushing you for your education yeah they pushed me a lot um, before my assessments and that like I'll be busy with footy sports and um for me to fall back, I'll fall back onto Clontarf because then I can go into the room, catch up with um everything. That's not just me; like that's all the boys there that needs to catch up on um all the work. Um, like they're striving for young Indigenous people, or uh, men, young men, to um go for what they want to do. Um, when Reach they get older, potential. Yeah, like they push them to that, to that limit for them to push, like keep on pushing. What are some of the excursions that you've gone on with Clontarf? Um, I've seen a few of them at footy games. Yeah, yeah, footy. Um, State of Origin was my first one. That was a highlight. First State of Origin game with Clontarf. Got VIP with that too. And then um, well, Dubbo Sevens. We go to Dubbo um, for like Union or versus other academies around New South Wales. They all meet up at Dubbo. Meet new um, young Indigenous men around New South Wales and enjoy it. Have you um, been able to learn like your language are you able to say anything in your dialogue um haven't learned any language but um when we go on some excursion they will try to keep us connected to culture and um just tell us how our ancestors done this done that and it's pretty interesting the stories they told us too yeah so what's who's your favorite indigenous player in the in the game at the moment oh Latrell mitchell yeah i just love the way he plays ruthless unstoppable on that out on that field Obviously, running a bit. How you going at the moment? Mm. And 
you know, as as you you know you know yourself, yep. You know, you, you, the mental health battle is 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 really prominent in in all men, not just Indigenous men. Yep. But um, what's your what's your take on on the media's, I guess, barrage of um, what him and uh, Adokar did up at Tari a few weeks back? Yeah, I reckon that's nonsense. Like. You see them do that, and then when other footy players, Nathan Cleary, like one week ban, that's not enough. For yeah. The, no, I think I think the outcry from the uh, indigenous community, obviously, and then obviously more more came out of Nathan Cleary with the with the with the lies, or he wasn't even at the house, and, yeah. and all that other stuff. So you know he done himself over there. Um, what would one what would one thing be that you would pass on to the next crop of indigenous players coming through, like at, at school? And that, what would your leaving message be? I'm um, just listening to your teachers, because without them, uh, you won't be nothing. Because then, when you get higher and stuff, you all look back at them and say, "Oh, I'm glad that I listened to them, because this they they got me to where I am now." Awesome. The Wouldn't best. Said any better? Exactly. So obviously, um, f- obviously, footy's the, the the main goal, um, the focus at the moment. Obviously, get through year eleven, get through year twelve. Just get back on the field. Just get- <laughs> yeah, that's what I want to do. I'm waiting. So, was he could play? Well, can you play Har- no SG ball? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, look, at, at the it's moment, upper yeah, eight, it's, it's tough in yeah. there at the moment. Yeah. So if yeah. we're living in a perfect world, the perfect world with no COVID. Here we go. Here we go on SG ball again. But the way the way it's working out, you might get another year in Harold Mess, mate. That's spewing. It's only all age based anyway. So yeah, that's right. I still got um, a lot of years ahead of me to get to the NRL standard anyway. Well, you can't play NRL to the eighteen, no matter what 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 system you're coming through. Yeah, so So, waiting for that time now. But what if the Waratahs come knocking again? No, I don't know. Because they are... It's a tough one. Yeah. That's, why, that's why you've got a player agent. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's <laughs> good. He makes all the tough calls in this year. <laughs> 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 no, they, they ring up and go, here, go, go, ring, go ring Michael. Michael will deal with it all. Michael, best choice. Flash forward five years' time, you've got the you know, young young fella here, you know, um, come, through, come through West Sydney, go through the ranks at Penrith, and you know, makes his general debut, say, at Panthers, because that's you know, where he's come from. All your family out there on the hill. Uh, hopefully, get more there than Brian Tottle. That'll be it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'll be a that'll be a competition at home. But you know, what, what a feel good story um, for the NRL, for the Indigenous community. But you know, for all the process that you've been through through school and and contact and and all that sort of thing. So um, from me, bro, I wish you all the best. Um, and if I've ever seen you play yet, but from these two guys here. Um, you're a bit of a freak, <laughs> mate. He's a freak. He, he he's a freak. He didn't get much showing at the last game that I watched, which was um, <clears throat> the Penrith trial against North Sydney earlier this year. Didn't get much of a showing there, but uh, Malachi is a name that you're going you're going to want to remember. Uh, like I said, you know, national odds tag player, state representative in athletics. Uh, you got um, New South Wales Union, New South Wales Rugby League, or Rugby League in general. You know. I'm happy though. I've got him on my indoor Oz tag team. So when we go back in a couple of weeks' time, we'll just give him the ball. Go Malachi, try line. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's been a pleasure having you on uh, for well, long play short, mate. And uh, we just uh, wish you the best when you do get back on the field. Wish you well, like Dale said, with your schooling. 
Mate, and I'll heat up for that fade later on. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, fellas. Uh, guys, just uh, natural at the end here. We'd like to thank our sponsors, HQ Services, Electrical and Air Conditioning, and PNS Dumpers for their continued support throughout um, this COVID situation, you know, with all the stuff that's been going on. Also, want to um, let you in on, on the secret, guys. We might have a new sponsor coming on soon. It's only going to be for a brief month, but it's going to be helping out our junior rugby league clubs if they want trophies more to come soon uh, we will, um, for more information you can listen to our podcast on the Anchor app Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the final whistle RL Instagram us at final whistle underscore RL or you can also email us on the final whistle RL hotmail.com thank you all for listening and make sure you tune in 8am Saturday morning Swire FM triple nine, 99.9 on the old dial Dale will be there, I'll be there, and uh, it's our first radio show, so tune in and uh, let us know how we go or don't go. Thanks for listening. And that's the final whistle.